All right, everybody, welcome back to the Phenomenal Fan Podcast number 22. We got a good episode for you guys today. The NBA playoffs are in full swing. Three games a night, firing off. Competitive playoff series, bad playoff series, one series and one matchup in particular we're going to talk about uh, and how the NBA is still pretty hard to watch, even though the playoffs are supposed to be better and ramped up. Still pretty brutal. The Oakland A's are a dumpster, uh, just a, an actual dumpster, not even a baseball team. They need to move immediately. We'll get into that reasoning why. Not just them, probably a couple other franchises as well. Move the A's to uh, somewhere besides where they currently play. And lastly, we'll talk about a, a little bit of conspiracy theories, Jared. We're big conspiracy theory guys on this podcast. You know, NFL's rigged. Um, you know, NBA's NBA rigged. DIA is an underground uh, temple for government employees to worship Satan and eat children. So um, yeah. that's just COVID, a, COVID's a cover up for 5G. Like everyone knows it. Yeah, we know all that stuff already, it. but we can explain that to you. So that's what we're going to do in this episode. And let's get into it. Jared, we're back. We're back once again with the Phenomenal Fan Podcast. My name is Ryan. His name is J-Rock Franchise. Jared and... In the flesh. Uh, in, the flesh. In, the, in the flesh. We're here. We're, uh, we're ready to talk, Jared. We're ready to talk about what's unfolded since we've last recorded. And one item in particular is something I just wanted to talk about towards the end. But in the world of sports, we have... A lot of action going on, Jared. We got basketball. We got uh, baseball. We got hockey. It's a pretty fun time of the year, I think. I, I kind of like, you know, this April time. Baseball season's going. Um, you know, ba basketball's starting to get into the playoffs. Hockey's starting to get into the playoffs. Tonight for the NBA scoreboard, we've got Grizzlies, Timberwolves, Mavericks, Jazz, Warriors, Nuggets, uh Three games a night pretty much every day until one team gets eliminated from the postseason. It's been pretty good so far, Jared. I don't know about you. I've been pretty entertained with the games that I've been watching. Um, Grizzlies-Timberwolves has been pretty solid. That series is split at one game apiece. Mavericks-Jazz has been entertaining, except Luke is hurt. Warriors-Nuggets has probably been one of the least entertaining, the most least entertaining series so far. Warriors are just better than the nuggets uh outplaying them yeah heat hawks yeah. also been kind of the banged up nuggets the banged up nuggets. no i get it i get fuck it i get fuck it the, fuck the warriors and anybody but their their three guys anybody but i, I got I, time out wiggins is wiggins is good but he's not he was an all-star this year for the first time I sure think. sure right but think, wiggins is yeah good, he was an all-star yeah the, the, the other three the other three Clay's come back, and when he's on, he's he's really really good. But when he's off, he's bad. But yeah, anyway, keep moving on. Sorry. No, no, yeah, it's, it's no, it's true. I mean, it, the the I feel like the Warriors franchise went from like kind of the lovable like at the beginning of their kind of domination. Like man, you know, they built it well. They drafted Curry. They drafted Clay. Drafted Draymond. Like they built it right. And now everyone's like, dude, okay, enough. We get it. Like we get it. You're fucking ridiculously good. Um, Heat Hawks has been okay so far. Uh, Heat leads two nothing. Bucks Bulls surprising outcome of that game uh, the other night. Bulls actually took game two, so Bucks and Bulls are split. It's not surprising though because it's fucking rigged. Yeah, true. That's true. It's I forgot rigged. about that. Yeah, forgot it yeah, was you, rigged. You gotta, yeah, you gotta, bring, you gotta bring that in, and we can we can just let's just jump right into why it's rigged. Right. Well, hold on. The last one that also validates our rigging point a little bit more is the Suns Pelican series. The sixty four and eighteen Phoenix Suns, and the thirty six and forty six New Orleans Pelicans are are tied at one game apiece. And Devin Booker, by the way, probably the best player on the Suns. You know, depending on what you value, he is. He's the best player on the Suns. 
and a top seven, top 10 player in the league. Uh, hurt out for what? Three weeks hamstring, some bullshit grade five fucking hamstring. Um, I don't know. That's that shit's fucking annoying. And then I think we, Oh, and Celtics nets, uh, nets. I mean, you lose. I don't know what to tell you. Celtics are really good. We talked about that in the last episode, but the last series we haven't talked about, Jared, which is by far been the absolute worst fucking garbage can dumpster series so far and proves it's not. By the way, when we when we talk about what, what's going on in the series between the 76ers and the Raptors, it's not like this is the only series that like bullshit is happening. OK, it's not the only series. But in game no, two. But in game two, Jared, of the of the first round matchup between the 76ers and the Raptors, the Philadelphia 76ers won the game 112 to 97. Okay? They won by um uh they won by 15 points. They were favored by seven and a half. So they covered, covered the spread pretty easily. Uh the total was 216 and a half. It looks like that went under. Um and yeah. Th- Philadelphia 76ers, right? You look at this game and you're like, yeah, that makes that sounds about right. You know, 76ers win by 15. Raptors are a good team, but Sixers are better. You know, come on, they're we're better. No, no Scotty Barnes either. Yeah, so I mean it I get it, right? I mean, it makes sense. But then you start to just take a nice dive into the numbers, Jared. And everybody after this game saw it, and it's just like there's nothing you can do about it. But as a team, team figures. Raptors shot 42% from the field, 34% from three, 83% from free throws on 10 of 12 from the free throw line. Uh, They had 97 points. They had 22. uh, They had 35 total rebounds, 16 assists as a team, seven steals. Pretty good numbers. I mean, not going to maybe not win you every game, but could win you some. And then you go down to the 76ers. 52% 52% from the field, 46% from three. So better from the field, better from three, and they shot 86% from free throw. The Raptors shot 83% on 10 of 12 from the free throw line, Jared. The 76ers shot 86%, going 26 for 30 from the free throw line in game two of the series. They shot 30 free throws. 30. Joel Embiid on the 76ers by himself shot 14 free throws, and he went 12 for 14 from the line, finishing with 31 points. Joel Embiid, 31 points, uh, 11 rebounds, zero assists, and uh, so double-double for Joel Embiid. And you see that stat line, 31 points, 11, 11 rebounds. Like that's, that's a really good game, right? Joel Embiid put up 31. Man, he's a monster. He's a beast. 14 free throws. This is why the NBA is impossible to watch on a consistent basis, Jared. This is why. I know it doesn't happen every game, but if there's ever a point that – here's the equivalent, Jared. It's like – it's like in soccer, this is the equivalent of a team winning the game 3-1 to one, and all three goals they scored were penalty kicks on questionable borderline fouls. It's the same thing. It's yeah. impossible no, to watch. You know what? Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough because half the shit... You'll see... So, because it's not consistent at all either. That's, that's the other That's the part. biggest issue. Somebody will... Somebody will drive into the lane and what looks like there's no, there's no, they'll look like they get hammered and there'll be no whistle. Uh, Jokic being a great, and I, I know it's, that's probably sounds biased being a Colorado guy, but Jokic is a great example. He goes into the lane and he never gets foul calls, like hardly ever. So, like, perfect example, Joel Embiid, this, the league wants to market him so much to be the MVP. They fucking tried their best. The guy just, he's obviously a freak. He's a really good player, you know, but like, he, what what is his average? He let's see, he averaged thirty. So he led the league in scoring this year, right? 
Who Jokic? So here's here's he, uh, no Embiid. Mm. He led the he led the league in scoring this year, but he also led the league in free throw attempts. He shot eleven point eight a game, so, and he made nine point six of them. So he's a good free throw. He shot eighty percent from from sure. Score. Yeah, no, that's but, great. But yeah. go, but 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 look at the other parts of the game, right? So that's scoring. So 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 basically, he scores twenty points a game, and then he gets fucking ten from the free throw line. Buckets. Yeah. Yeah, so he so he he essentially makes ten baskets a game, as a guy that averages thirty three minutes a game. He he as a big center makes about ten baskets a game, and then he gets about because he's mostly going to be two pointers. I know he can yeah. shoot threes a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he, give him he gets, one, right? He, one he, or two threes. He averages he averages ten points a game off of just free throws. So <clears throat> go down here, look at Jokic. Jokic averaged twenty seven points a game this year, with an average of six free throws a game and five of those made. So Jokic got five free ones. So do the math here, right? He Embiid literally has five more points averaged a game because of free throws, just off of free throws yep. and, and, and off of attempts. So to take that adjusted average and, and see the fact that Jokic is actually a better free throw shooter and Jokic actually leads the league this year in scoring and he averages 32 points. So right. any case that you have for Embiid, and you can say whatever you want. Well, he gets the line. He draws the con. Fuck that. They want him to be. They want him to be the MVP. They don't want the big, bumbly European guy that doesn't throw down hammer dunks. Yeah. The, the fact that is, Jokic is plays drunken Buddha basketball. He he averaged. Let's see. Let's. He averaged more rebounds than Joel Embiid. He absolutely blew him out of the water with assists. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Jokic is. Yeah, seven point seven point nine compared to. Where is he? I can't even find him. I don't even think he's in the top fifty right here. Joel Embiid for assists. He probably isn't, and yeah. he probably isn't in the top fifty. He's so, a center. So, 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 yeah. So Jokic was Jokic was for assists. Jokic was eighth in the league this year as a center. As a center, so, by the way. Aver- as a center, yeah, should have aver- out rebounded Joel Embiid. Should have averaged with free throws two more points than Embiid. Yes, did. and and averaged. Let's see, what was that? Four point two assists for Embiid compared to seven point uh, nine. Yeah, so roughly eight. Eight, eight to four, four more assists. He absolutely statistically blew him out of the water. And anyone that says anything differently is just they just don't like. They just don't like the image of Jokic. Correct. He's a big, pasty, kind of. He's not as pudgy as he used to be, but kind of like goofy. You know, he's not like a super jacked, white, goofy, white, yeah. like big European dude. You know, and it's just like it's not like it's not the it's not the the superstars in the league, the guys that throw down you know throw down nasty dunks, or even like a guy like like Luca who has a little bit more like finesse and skill and can shoot the ball, right? Like like really elite scores. Jokic scores a lot of his buckets. They're not. They're not sexy. He just catches the ball and flips it in, right? And like you just don't see him having kind of like the sexy style of gameplay that that the NBA wants, right? Of course, uh, for an MVP. But like when you when you break down the numbers, it's not he's close. by far the best player statistically. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the biggest I think the biggest problem for me watching in the NBA as a semi casual fan is that we talk about Embiid putting up twelve free throws in a game, fourteen free throws in a game, seventeen free throws in a game. And then you talk about Jokic, who doesn't shoot as many free throws a game. And the simple argument coming from somebody, because I don't watch both guys play every minute of every game they play. But people would say, well, like you said, Embiid, Embiid gets to the line more. He draws more contact. Okay, first of all, from what I've seen, it's not true. Second of all, even if that's just like the argument for a guy shooting more free throws, that is a, that is a, objective judgment call like it's not like you could say in baseball this guy throws more strikes than the other guy well the guy who throws less strikes is getting squeezed no there's a fucking strike zone and if you throw it in the strike zone it's a strike and if the guy's out at first base he's out and in football well this guy's more touchdowns well he's gotten screwed on a bunch of calls no, it's not true. And that's the main thing. One of the main topics that we bitched about on this channel, on this podcast, is when judgment calls and referees and outside factors 
essentially end up deciding the game. Jared, take away, let's say the Nugget, let's say the uh, Raptors and the 76ers in this game two of this series. Let's just say, let's drop 10 free throws. 10 free throws off of the 76ers, total of 30. And you put them at 20 free throws. If they're shooting 86, if they're shooting uh, 86%, I think that puts them at 16 out of 20. So if you're going to drop, instead of 26, you drop them to 16 or you drop them to 17 and you subtract 11 points from their point total, they win the game by two or three or four. And then they probably don't win the game by two or three or four because the game unfolds differently because it's closer towards the end of the game. So my point is, the reason why the NBA, to me and many other people, is so hard to watch is not because the regular season is low effort and nobody cares. It's not because superstar players are prima donna and they just demand trades when they're not in the right spot and not making the most money. It's because, for the most part, the NBA is the main sport where the referees can literally change the outcome of the game entirely. Like even in the NFL, we talk about the NFL referees, the Super Bowl guys are like, well, they didn't throw flags to the fourth quarter. It's like, those are sort of judgment calls, but if there's a blatant missed call on a pass interference, people will see that. And that can impact a game one play and people will go, well, this fucking game is it's null. This game is void because there was three seconds left. They threw a ball in the end zone. It was blatant pass interference. They didn't call it. And so this is fucking bullshit. This team winning, like people will openly, but in the NBA, it's like, well, you know, there was some contact. So I guess it's a foul. Well, there was definitely a little bit of bumping there. That's probably a foul. And then in other cases, same exact play can happen. Same exact result. My like the NFL example I just used, the guy gets smoked in the end zone. And it should have been obvious pass interference. Referee missed it. You know what? It happens. The next time that happens, it's going to be a flag. And the next time, and the next time, and the next time, and the next time, it's at least consistent with what the calls are supposed to be. In the NBA, I have no fucking idea what a foul is. I have no clue. I see guys get absolutely melee when they go up to the basket and there's no whistle. And I see Joel Embiid <laughs> lower his shoulder and just elevate to the basket boom and one and he's just fired up fist pump flexing and i'm like how is that any different than literally the possession down the other end when Embiid went up and challenged somebody and smacked them in the fucking arm what is the difference there is none the nba fouls are so random so arbitrary and in because of that they can just give one guy more than the other and we're not we're not being conspiracy theorists here jared but the bottom line is what is stopping the league from giving a directive to the referees saying this guy needs to get fouled more. This guy needs to be score more points because it looks better for us. What is stopping them from doing that? And how would anybody find out about that? Nobody would nobody. It's bullshit. And that's why the NBA is just so it's so hard, dude. It's so hard to get into because it's like it's, Oh dude, it's so bad. It is so bad. And Hey, before you say anything, Jared hats off to the 76ers because they won this game, and it might have been bullshit, but then the uh, game three already happened, and Embiid hit a three-pointer to give them a lead with, like, 1.7 uh, left. They won the game. Whatever. They're going to sweep the Raptors. It's going to be over. So they're definitely the better team, right? And they're going to beat them no matter what, most likely. But it's just so fucking hard. Go ahead, Jared. No, I was, I was going to say, it's just, um, like, you, they, you know that they're aware that they're doing it when – they come back the next game and the Sixers get 20 free throws because that's, it's been a gripe all year long. Like that team's the worst. You have Harden who's, who's oh. been the master of it for years, the master of getting free throws for years. He led like the league in free throw attempts, like six years in a row. And he come he goes over there and it's just like the two of those guys combined. It's just miserable. And like, you know what, like, uh, you know what series it kind of reminds me of? was a couple years back, I think it was 2019 season, maybe, like, um, was it 2019, or was it the bubble when the Nuggets lost to the Lakers to go to the championship? It might have been the bubble. It might have been the bubble. Was it the bubble? Yeah, I think it was the bubble. Yeah, it was. When when uh, when Murray was, uh, when Jamal Murray dropped 50, like, in a couple of games, so did yeah. uh, Donovan Mitchell. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it reminds me of that because I remember LeBron James it, uh, and the Lakers issued a formal complaint to <laughs> the NBA that LeBron wasn't getting enough fouls. And the next game, LeBron shot like 20 free throws. And it's like, you just do the math, right? You want to swing a game by seven points. Yeah. Give the other team, give the other team 10 more free throws. Like just statistically speaking. And 10 more free throws is it, not that many, is, by the way. Like that's five shots. That's yeah, five over the span of four five quarters. Fouls. Five fouls. It's is one extra foul. It's a quarter. One, one extra foul. Yeah. Two, two late in the game, whatever it is. Yeah. But it's like, you want to swing. If you want to swing the outcome of the game, by seven seven points, statistically speaking, I'm guessing that most NBA teams shoot around seventy to eight, probably even maybe like seventy five to eighty percent, like somewhere in there. Yep, seventy to to eighty percent, somewhere in that range, like as a team. So give them ten extra free or ten more free throws, and you automatically, percentage wise, swing that game by seven or eight points. Yep. So you want an over to hit, you want an under to hit, you want an under to hit, knock down, you know, like on a missed shot, don't. Don't blow that late, uh, you know, that late whistle they always blow oh, yeah. where they let the play happen. They see if the shot gets made and then they, and then they decide. They literally, it seems it. like they're it literally like they watch it rattle out and then they go, they blow the whistle. No, you're hundred percent right. Yeah. It is your hundred percent right. If you, if you want to swing a game, just call five extra fouls as a referee and they'll take 10 more free throws, five fouls. You do one in the first quarter. You do one in the second quarter, two in the third quarter. And then uh, just an extra foul tossed in in the fourth quarter. They shoot 70% from the line. Ten free throws they take on those five fouls. There's your seven points. And that makes it a game. And But the problem is, Jared, people only see the fouls like in the fourth quarter in crunch time. And they're like, oh, that was bullshit. Yeah. You know, like it's been bullshit all game. You know that, right? Like it's been bullshit since the first quarter. So this is not a good thing for the NBA. And, I mean, I don't think a lot of people really end up – it doesn't end up impacting anything. People are like, uh, still, I love it. It's like, how? How can you like the NBA as much as – like, listen, I know it's a, it's a decent product, and I know there are some really good games and games that aren't decided by fouls. I get it. But for the most part, the free throws, the fouls, the bitching, the moaning, everything is – what makes the NBA a little bit harder for somebody like me and many other people to watch. So that's yeah, sort of, well, then yeah. you, get, you get also, no, let's like, no, no, what else is funny. It's like you, like when you see this, the books lines on certain games, you go, why, wait, wait a minute. Like why? And then like, I don't know the other, the game the other night, Chris Paul's teams are one in 12 against one of the referees, Scott, yeah. Foster, Scott Foster referees. And the Pelicans are 10-point dogs. They come out and they win by 11. Yeah. Like, it's like the NBA was like, uh, like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if they make more money. I'm sure they do. But I don't know if it's like they make more money. Um, the, like, you, you know what I mean? If they have a longer series. They do. How much more, oh, yeah. how much more, yeah, how much more profit are they squeezing out over that, that extra two or three games per, per matchup? You know what I mean? 100%. And, you know, and it's, it, it just seems like that type of shit happens where the foul calls kind of like manipulate the narrative and the NBA is the worst about that because yeah, the NFL has some blatant bad ones too. We've talked about the, the Ram saints complete lack of yeah. a call that should have that literally cost the, the, the saints a chance at the, the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl that year. Yeah. yeah. Like, like the NFL has a couple of blatant ones. The NFL can kind of do the same shit with pass interference, defensive holding, illegal hands to the face, just all sorts of little bullshit they can do to extend drives, give a guy like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or whoever the fuck it is an, an extra chance to throw the ball three times where eventually they'll be successful. Eventually something will work, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, or, you know, the, we talked about how they can kill a drive with a holding call. Oh, I don't 100%. Know. There's, just, there's so much, there, there's, there's shit like that, but none of it's as... None of it's as relevant to the, as the NBA, so it's tough. I still, I still enjoy watching it. To be honest, it's so it's all good. But yeah, it's, it's tough. Uh, it's tough one. And yeah, it's like it's like how how do you go about like the the line the lines on the games are what scare me. Like in my mind, the Grizzlies should have stopped. Like should stomp this the Timberwolves. They were two and a half point favorites today. 
I think that's like a good, like, we'll see what happens, right? But yeah, like, as we speak, the Timberwolves are up by seven points in the first quarter. It's 25-18. So, so you like look at something like that, and you're like, well, that, that line seems fishy. It's like part of me is what should thinks that you should, like, the smart bet, obviously, is take that small spread. But I'm starting to think that it's the other way around. Yeah. As they want you to take, you, they want you to take the Grizzlies at two and a half, thinking, wow, that's such good value for them. And then for some reason, the, the Timberwolves come out and stomp their ass. Or, they, or, the, or the Grizzlies what, win, what, right? But they win 101 to 99. And you're like, of course. Yeah. Of course he won by two. You know, because then people are taking, yeah. people are like, well, it's so close. Then why don't we just take the Timberwolves money line? There's some value in that, right? Plus 190, whatever it is, plus 170. Or, you know, the two and a half point dogs. It's like, fuck, I'll just take Timberwolves money line. <laughs> and then Memphis wins by two. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, yeah, God, dude. I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know what factors into like, I know that the way the lines are made is usually like computer, like, like, like 10,000 simulations of a certain game, right, right. different models that, that they use to create lines. But like, when you see a line, like a really tight line, like tonight, I, I would say, like, yeah, the, Den the Nuggets are at home, but the Nuggets just got their ass kicked back to back games and they're two and a half point dogs. It's like, what, like, what, like, being at home is that much different for them? It's not. The, what's the wood, the wood different? You know, like, what is <laughs> yeah. it? What is I it? Mean, that's maybe so much, elevation. That's so much different. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. Shit like that. Yeah. It's annoying. Yeah. Well, anyways, the NBA is just still. In my opinion, man, it's still just so tough. It's so tough to watch, even the playoffs, but it is what it is, man. Um, speaking of tough to watch, Jared, apparently Oakland A baseball is tough to watch because the Oakland A's cannot fill up the sections behind the plate, let alone quarter of the stadium, half of the stadium. I mean, <clears throat> looking through the attendance numbers – Jared, I mean, I don't even want to, but I'm gonna. The Oakland A's, uh, they've played 14 games this year. They played four at home against the, the Baltimore Orioles. Four at home. <clears throat> Let's see here. Uh, I guess we'll just have to go to the schedule. <clears throat> Let's see here. They started uh they started the season at Philly, at Tampa Bay, at Toronto. They finally got back home against the Orioles on Monday. Monday the 18th, Jared. How many people do you think went to their opening day for the Oakland A's? Over under here, I'll give you a number. I, I can see what it is right now. Oh, the stadium itself for the Oakland A's holds 35,000, just over 35,000. Over under 19,000 for opening day for the Baltimore, or I mean, I for the gonna, uh, Oakland A's. I was going to say like 18,000, literally. That's like, like, or less, or like, I was going to say somewhere from like 15 to 18. Something is just like pathetic. Yeah. Like a half full stadium. Opening day, they had 17,500 at their stadium on opening day. Okay. For the Oakland A's. And you're like, well, it's a Monday, right? It is what it is. Like, you know, not a good team. I get it. Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday, Jared. Tuesday night. Oakland A's, Baltimore Orioles. An absolute fucking thriller. Ringer of a ball game. Oakland A's reported attendance. 3,748 people at the baseball game. I mean, hey, if you're a if you're a big fan of catching foul balls, I would buy a timeshare in Oakland and I would Spend half the year out there and go to every Oakland A's game because you will catch every foul ball. There's nobody there. Just, just running around in the bleachers by yourself. Three thousand seven hundred on on uh, on Tuesday, but wait, there's more. Wednesday afternoon, Jared. Wednesday afternoon, Oakland A's, Baltimore Orioles. Baltimore Orioles win the ball game one nothing with a. Recorded attendance of 2,703. 2,000. Dude, there's 2,000 people at the game. 
And then they joke. and then they played Thursday. Baltimore beat them again, and the reported attendance was four thousand four hundred twenty-nine. So they're averaging about thirty-two hundred a game besides opening day. Um, here's the thing, Jared: you can't fill up the stadium because your team is dog shit, and you can't put a good product on the on the field. You can't put a good product in the field. You can't field a good team. You can't sign players. You can't be competitive. You can't hold your salary cap or your payroll above $35 million. And you're the owner of the Oakland A's? Sell the team. Sell the team to a different person. An investment in a, in a professional sports franchise is always successful. It always works. There are plenty of billionaire people out there who will buy that team for more than what you're asking for it because of TV deals alone. Once they sign the TV deals, they're profitable. And then anything after that is a bonus. And it's such a stat. It's such like a status thing for rich, super rich people too. Oh there's, yeah, yeah. There's enough. There's enough people out there. It's such a status. A status thing to be like, uh, yeah, on the fucking A's. But they should move them to. They should move them to Vegas. By the way. Well, that's the next Vegas. point. That's the next point is the Oakland A's need to move to Vegas as soon as possible. Like, they need to start construction on a new dome indoor stadium with air conditioning in Vegas as soon as they can. Because that stadium, I mean, here's the thing, Jared. Do you blame the Oakland A's fans for not going to the game? Their team sucks. Their stadium is horrible. And they don't pay their players. Why would you go to a Wednesday afternoon game? Why would you go? What the fuck? I'm going to do something else with my time. I'll just watch the game on TV. What am I going to drive all the way out there, pay 20 bucks for parking? I'm sure tickets are three bucks. But to pay 20 bucks for parking, drive, drive my car 5, 10, 20 miles with how much gas costs? Pfft, fuck that. It's a waste of my time. Why would I even go? I get it. Makes a lot of sense, actually, why they don't have fans. But they need to get an owner who will invest more in their team, raise their fucking payroll so that they pay their players, and they don't every... Dude, we talked about it before. Oakland A's are just literally a fucking farm system for everybody. Look at... Dude, look at the starting all-star lineups for each team every year. I bet two guys on each team started their career on the Oakland A's. I guarantee it. Donaldson, Simeon, Olsen, uh, fucking Marte... Dude, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's like, and these guys just play a couple years. Chapman, they play all the, a couple years in Oakland. They do pretty well. They do pretty well because Oakland's got good player development guys. And then they play two years, and then they're a really hot commodity. Like, well, here comes arbitration. I don't want to pay Matt Chapman $3 million. Oh, I don't want to pay the best defender in the game $3 million. Trade him. Send them to Tampa, send them to uh, Toronto. Oh wow, well that's a lot of value. I mean, you, might, you guys must have got something back. Well, t- two prospects, two guys, one guy in uh, rookie ball, one guy in low A. It's like, dude, what? It's a dumpster. It's an absolute dumpster. Sell the team, move them to Vegas, and then you will make money. People will go to Vegas even more. Jared, you think people aren't going to go to a big league ball game when they go to Vegas? And there's a big league team there in an air-conditioned stadium. You kidding me? In the summer, yeah. In the summer on the strip, there's already there's already just enough foot traffic. It's like you're you're there in Vegas for like three days. It's like let's go if it's somewhat close to the strip. Like let's go catch a catch an A's game for the morning. Yeah. Let's 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 beat the sun. Yeah. Yeah, Let's beat the sun. Let's wake up at noon. Head down to the park at two thirty or three for a four o'clock first pitch. Leave in the seventh inning, and then fucking. Hit the hotel. Hit the strips. Let's fucking drink, gamble. Fuck, even put a sports book in that fucking place. Seriously. I mean, like, yeah. fuck. Dude, you know what's funny? You know somebody that we didn't even talk about that they just let walk last year? Like, because they let Olsen and Chapman and, and every, like, the big-time stars yeah, yeah. go. Like, Chris Chris Bassett was just 12-4 and four on the mound last year. Oh, and they year. just and, traded like, him. Just He's just with the Mets. Yeah, they just traded him. Dude, he was an all-star last year. He was literally an all-star. <laughs> they just traded him. It's so bad, yeah, every, dude. It's, oh. every, it's like, they just don't give a shit, man. No, and that's, okay, that's the reason, okay? 
that's the reason why it's the biggest issue. It's not because it's not because the owner of the Oakland A's doesn't have enough money because he does have enough money. I think the guy's worth like two billion, three billion. Just dude, take sixty-five million, seventy million out of that net worth, get it into liquid, get turn it into cash, and then dump it into your team. And then tell your GM, you kidding me? If you're the GM of the Oakland A's and your owner comes to you and you're like, hey, next year you're gonna work with an extra 40 million. Oakland A's would never lose a game. <laughs> with the with the player development that they have and their ability to just turn guys into just all-stars, dude, fuck. Move them to Vegas. Just move them. It's so easy, too. I mean, it's not easy, easy. It would take a couple years. They already moved the fucking Raiders out of the same stadium to Vegas. What's the problem? Seriously, what is the issue? Because there's no way, dude, they have to have been talking about it. And they've also done, like, mock-ups and design, like, uh, you know, little 3D designs of, like, potential stadium builds in Oakland. Why would you build a, like, I'm sorry. I hate when there's teams, there's more than one team in the same spot. I don't mind it for, like, New York, maybe L.A., but Oakland and San Francisco? Like, I'm sorry, Oakland's not enough to have a baseball team. Move them to Vegas. Move them to Vegas. And by the way, Jerry, while we're on the topic, expand the MLB to two more teams. Add one in Nashville and add one in Montreal. That's all I'm saying. Just do it. Yeah, Nashville would crush. Nashville, would crush. Nashville Montreal, if you're going to add two more teams, and then move the Oakland A's to Vegas. There's MLB hire me because I'm I'm a genius and you guys are fucking stupid. So Oakland oh, A's. Oh, speak. Go ahead. Oh yes. Sorry, just re- rewinding, just rewinding, just slightly into the podcast how we started it off. Uh, sketchy line today, right on the Timberwolves Memphis game. Yep. Talking about talking about how the referees just fuck every game up. Here's the players that are already in foul trouble in the first quarter. You have Ja Morant with two fouls in the first quarter. So he, he'll be sitting. Hide hide him in plain sight. Hide him in plain sight. Jaron Jackson Jr., two fouls in the first quarter. Dylan Brooks, two fouls in the first quarter. That's their, other than Desmond Bain, Desmond Bain's the only guy that's in there that's the one of their scores. Uh, pop right over to uh, Minnesota. You have Anthony Edwards, Anthony two Ad- fouls. Anthony two Edwards, fouls. two fouls already. It's Dude, Here's another thing, referees, like for the referees, stop fucking ruining the, the entertainment value of the game. Nobody wants to see the fucking bench play. Nobody wants to watch the, all the bench guys come in and play. Quit fucking everything up and putting people in foul trouble. And dude, it's got to be for some other interest because I, like, I'm pretty sure I watched one of the fouls already that like on John Morant where I think uh carl anthony towns went up for a layup and like john Morant just like jumped up with him but i don't i didn't see him hit him or hack him at all and john Morant gets a foul now now john Morant has to sit until fucking six minutes left in the, in the second quarter so they don't lose him for the second half because he gets one more foul he's officially in foul trouble and now the guy can't play defense he can't he can't drive the lane like he wants to because he's somebody fucking sits in front of him and you make an arbitrary call another one another fucking decision call is it a charge or, a block. or is it a, yeah. a block? Just fuck. They don't even dude, fucking know. Dude. I think they, they flip. Fucking get, they literally they flip a fucking. The they flip a fucking coin every time. Dude. They flip they a fucking coin. The <laughs> they literally flip a coin. Fucking, fucking brutal product. You go watch college. Dude, fucking. What's, let's go over and watch some of the games that happened in March Madness and watch these guys drive in the lane. If it's not like an egregious foul, half the time you're like, oh, jeez. You're, you're like classically conditioned to expect to See, hear a whistle when Jared, these guys drive in and somebody plays defense you know why the nba because, because you because you're used to it because every time you watch somebody drive in the nba like that you just fucking, oh yeah you're, he didn't he didn't score that's a whistle jared you know why the nba has been forced to add more playoff games and more teams because they aren't making the money from the loyal viewership. So they have to add more games and make more money from advertising and ticket sales and everything. Whereas in college basketball, every game of the tournament is fucking electric. Every game. Because they play harder. The referees swallow the whistles a little bit more. You can't bet on fucking player props and other bullshit that these leagues know exist. 
they have star players, but other guys can rise up. It's not the, the discrepancy in the NBA from the top guys on an NBA team to the middle to bottom guys on the bench. The gap between those guys, the top guys and the bottom guys is humongous. The gap in the college between the top guys and the bench guys, not as big, not as big. So Kentucky could have a guy get into foul trouble and then just bring some dude off the bench who's a five-star recruit and they'll win the game. My point is the NBA is a bad product. And there's not many people that can sit there and tell me, like I've had people that have seen our stuff on TikTok. One of the, one of the, my girlfriend's friends who saw it and whatever, he, he was like, He's like, well, that's like, you know, you're shitting like shitting on the NBA and that's because you're just not like, you know, you don't just love you don't love basketball like you don't love it and you like can't appreciate it as much. I, I told him, I said, that's funny because I fucking love college basketball. I love March Madness. And if I opened up a TV, if I turned a TV on and during basketball season and there was a Kentucky versus Duke game or let's say Duke UNC, right, because they play each other. Duke UNC top 25 matchup and Lakers Suns. I am watching Duke UNC. 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, not only for the, the entertainment value, but then the other arguments, you know, if the college basketball is more entertaining, the fans are more diehard and yada, yada. We are, you know, we already talked about this NBA shit, but it sucks, Jared. So fucking frustrating. It shit sucks. So anyways, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> we got to get it out. I mean, we got to get it out. Well, Hey, and listen, speaking of fucking ranting, Jared. Okay. I found myself, I found myself, this past weekend, Jared, uh, was on a flight, a couple flights, little mini vacation with the, with the lady, and uh, Jared and I, for those of you listening, tuning in, you know, we're based out of Colorado, and going through the Denver airport, there's these, there's all kinds of construction going on, these uh, temporary portable walls that they put up to block off the construction that's going on. And you know, the, the, the typical response for most people when they see construction is just like, Oh, fucking great. Like this is going to take forever. It's going to be an inconvenience, uh, whatever, like it sucks. So just deal with it. And then I go through and I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, what does that say? What does these, like, what do these walls say? What is this? Like, is this an ad? Like, what is this? And this is the exact one that I saw, uh, right here i was able to find a picture of it because i saw this like monkey head or whatever and i was like fuck is that and i walked up and it's like what's happening behind this wall a gargoyle breeding grounds b a top secret freemason meeting or c an improved airport experience so they're making fun of me and everybody that sees it because the 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 story about denver airport is that it's there's a conspiracy on it. The budget went way over the initial budget. There's all kinds of tunnels supposedly running underneath. Yada weird, yada, weird right? Pa- yeah, weird weird paintings. That, dude, that's a weird another thing. I'll, I'll let you keep going, but I don't know if you you probably yeah you definitely well you may have lived here. You may have, may have been in college when they were still around. They you I haven't seen those murals they used to have. They used to have these really creepy ass yeah murals that made no fucking sense for the airport. They made they made absolutely no sense for the airport. They were like it was like a line of children, and they were like, "There's a guy with a gas mask and a city covered in gas, and this big dude with like that looks like a like a yeah like a Nazi like gremlin shadow gremlin. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck you would call it, right? Yeah, he's like he's sitting there with a sword, and there's like children crying, and then they like it like goes through like the three paintings all had a connection. Like there was one, it was like they were like smashing the guns together and like you could see the world was at peace but like fucking weird vibes dude yeah. like i'm about to get on a fucking plane that's gonna get launched thirty thousand feet in the fucking air i don't need any more anxiety i'm trusting a pilot <laughs> yeah. to fucking to literally launch me six miles into the air yeah in, in, in a metal in a tube, tube in a metal tube and and land it miraculously yeah which is just the miracle of flight in general yeah but like Tell me I I don't get a little bit of flight anxiety. That'd be a fucking lie. So it's like, I don't want to walk into the fucking airport. And see weird-ass murals and, and, and weird shit. shit. that's going to make me feel weird and uncomfortable. Yeah. But yeah. So so this is kind of like, it's funny that you brought this up because that you saw these. Because this is definitely piggybacking off of all of those conspiracy theories. 
and uh yeah sorry yeah. sorry to interrupt no you no there, but, like, no it's I, I used to be i used to love these youtube videos on it because i was like oh that is fucking weird yeah uh no it's all it's all true um the denver airport is a weird place and i never walk in there with a good feeling i'll just say and uh like I said, there's conspiracy theories about the tunnels that run underneath the airport. There's a conspiracy about why did it run billions of dollars over budget from the initial budget? Because it's a publicly funded project. Why is there a fucking blue horse on the entrance of the airport with red glowing eyes? Like, we know the story to that, but it's just like a lot of weird shit. So they do these construction walls and this... It's hashtag Den Files, or it's like Denver Files. And I don't know if it was just some marketing scheme or they thought it was funny or whatever, but they're just basically explaining to people like it's just construction, whatever. But just put the walls up and just do the construction because then at least, at least, Jared, when I see this sign, right, this sign says, what's happening behind this wall? Gargoyle breeding grounds. B, a top secret Freemason meeting, or C, improved airport experience. It's like, it gives me like a weird feeling. Like, the best example I can use is like, you know, like, it's very, like, you see, like, some guy, Joe Biden ish. (laughs) I remember remember when Joe Biden, like, was like, he, like, there's a video of him, like, someone's walking by and he's like, Oh yeah, we're gonna drink the children's blood. And he says yeah, it's sarcastic. like, dude, don't it's very don't like, do that. Like, yeah. Don't, how just how about I got yeah? Just don't fucking say yeah, that. Yeah, it's like when like if you, if, yeah, it's like when a guy's got like uh like I don't know, he like opens up his phone to show somebody something, and there's like a picture of like a horse, like something weird, and you're like, oh, that was what was that? It's like, dude, what? You think I like fucking watch like horses fuck each other all day? And it's like, dude, relax, like it's okay you know like i get like a weird vibe and you're like yeah you're like dude like okay like it's fine just relax like it's okay i was just like i just saw horses it's not a big deal dude like we can move on (laughs) you know like you you think i get my you think i get my rocks off (laughs) on cats wearing thongs and nipple tassels you're like (laughs) like i didn't even see that on your on your phone so now it's now I think you do. I wasn't even, you know? Yeah, I wasn't even fucking looking. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah, so they're like, oh, what's happening behind this wall? What what do you think is a fucking top secret Freemason meeting? It's like, well, no. I mean, it's it's a weird airport, I but now that. it's like I, now I it's like are you guys like and then the next one, Jared, this is another photo. The, so these here's the three photos that I pulled here. This one's got a, a poll about what's happening behind the wall. That's the one I saw. This one's a construction or cover-up with an Illuminati triangle on a construction hat. That's fucking weird. And then the last one is under construction or underground tunnels. And now it's like, okay, are they making fun of me? Are they being defensive? You know, and most of the time it's like people see that and they're like, oh, haha, very funny. We get it. You're not doing any anything mis- you know, mischievous or mysterious behind the wall. And then I take a step back and I go, you know what? That's exactly what they would want us to think. Yeah, exactly. Like if I was yeah, trying exactly. to hide something, I would make fun of it and hide it in plain sight. That's what I would do. Like I if I if I'm if I'm a fucking if I'm a serial killer, I'm a murderer and I'm building a a fucking 25 foot trench underneath my house in my basement to bury the bodies and have them melt in formaldehyde. My neighbors would come over and be like, "Hey, what's the uh, what's the big fucking, what's all the construction equipment going on back here? What, what what's what's all the shovels and the dirt bags of dirt?" Oh, oh I killed someone. yeah. What do you think? What do I? What am I burying bodies down there? Come on. And they'd be yeah. like, "Ah, uh, you know, like." And then right away, they just they just take it out of their head. So yeah. What do you think? What do you think? We're just calling 10 extra free throws because we're trying to rig games. <laughs> yeah, seriously, seriously. It's ridiculous. dude. It's seriously. It's ridiculous. Now, am I saying the Denver airport is an area where they can have top secret Freemason meetings and have underground tunnels and have Illuminati uh, celebrations? No. But if that ended up coming out, I wouldn't be surprised. Then again, it would never come out because why? Jared, come on. 
Why would they do that? Come on. They're just it. Jared under construction or are we building tunnels? What are we building tunnels under the airport? Come on guys. We're not building tunnels for the elite government politicians to find a spot to come when Yellowstone erupts. And there's, there's tides of water coming over the coasts. It's not like it's the middle of the country and it's a really safe place for everybody to come. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, we're just egregiously using tax money because <laughs> yeah. we've never done that yeah. before. Dude, it's a joke, man. It's a fucking joke. Fuck out of here. Listen, all I'm saying is don't believe everything you hear. Okay? That's all I got to say. NBA is rigged. <laughs> uh, John, John Morant has three points. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, the uh... – he shot, he shot twice, too. And he didn't get – and didn't call a foul. Oh, and by the way, the 56 and 26 Memphis Grizzlies against the 46 and 36 Minnesota Timberwolves. Ten games better the Grizzlies are. They are down by 19 points in the second quarter uh, in Minnesota. So, yeah, uh, and I don't know if you just saw it. John Morant just drove the lane like a, like two minutes ago. Just got absolutely fucking molly whomped in the lane. <laughs> Joel, Joel Embiid, they would give they no would foul. Give Joel Embiid, no foul. Is that what you're give, saying? No, yeah, no foul. They'd give Joel Embiid. 20 free throws they're like dude we don't know how to like else to do this but like oh jaron jackson jaron jackson jr personal foul he's got three see ya yep all right well jared that's gonna do it for a phenomenal fan thank you guys for tuning in um honestly we would say never bet the under but at this point nobody knows what it's gonna be because it's fucking rigged so um we're not going to give you any advice. We're just going to say thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you guys. Check us out on social media, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, thank you very much. Check us out on YouTube. Check us out on Patreon. Subscribe. Get discounts on our merch. Get exclusive access to content that only you would have access to. We got trivia that runs on there. If you answer a question correctly, uh, high likelihood that you'll win something from us. So just check out Patreon. Otherwise, thank you guys for tuning in. We will catch you guys on the next episode of the Phenomenal Fan Podcast. Jared, it's been a pleasure. We will talk to them later.